This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Book Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mug Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and term supply. See mcdonalds.com. Previously on Homesdale Radio. It was. He was absolutely diabolical, mate. I, I couldn't believe what I was genuinely seeing. How can that guy get picked? They've been awful this season. But like, they they deserve to go down. I think they're dreadful. I think they're absolutely dreadful and I hate them. They're just awful. What a terrible club. And you hate them. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't? Isn't, isn't Maria Geordie? Didn't he go It's from like Cumbria. Mazza so, comes from Barrow, apparently. Where's Barrow? It's in Furness. So you meant to say it's in the shed, but moving on. <laughs> it's in the back of my van at the moment. Equally as good. For all our contact information and to send us an email, visit holradio.net forward slash contact. Hello, good evening. Welcome to Homestay Radio. I'm Chris Hambling and I'm your host tonight, despite the fact my voice sounds like this. Uh, with me tonight are Nick Gillard. Good evening. Good evening. Terence Ford. Hello. Hello. Patrick O'Connor. Good afternoon. Well, no, it's not afternoon. Anyway, and Albert Curley. Booyaka Shah. <laughs> <laughs> bring, 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 bring it back. Bring it back. Bring it back. Tonight we uh, look back at a rare defeat for Pardew's Palace at the hands of West Brom, managed by tiny, big-capped Welsh slime ball Tony Pulis. <laughs> be getting all the panel's views on how that happened and what we think of it and all that kind of stuff i've made myself laugh um, my voice really hurts so i'm gonna make this introduction quite short um you can contact us by any of the new usual means go to holradio.net forward slash contact have your say uh now have a jingle touch with the show. All of our contact details can be found at holradio.net forward slash contact. Uh, the question is coffee or tea? And there is a definitely tea. a right... Yeah, there you go. There's a right and wrong answer here. Tea is correct. Can I ask you how you make your tea? Oh, listen, this is one of my... I, I don't let anybody at work make me a cup of tea because I'm really, really anal about it. Not literally. Cause no. It, it no, tastes yeah. weird. Um... Uh, Obviously, you boil the kettle. Standard. When the kettle starts boiling, hold the mug over the spout, upside down, so the mug gets nice and warm. You're, you're warming the mug, okay? Okay. It keeps the tea warmer longer, 
and it aids the brewing. Okay. Okay. Then tea bag in, water in, quick yep. stir, quick stir, and I like my tea really strong, but I also like it really milky. Some people say, "What's the difference?" Just oh, so tea bag in, yep. quick stir, milking straight away. Leave the bag in. Don't take the bag out. Okay. Milk, milk in with bag in equals no scum on top. Okay. Okay. Bag left on its own with no milk gathers scum. Listeners. Interesting. Very so, strong, but very milky. Now, I mean, uh, there's a lot about what you've uh, just described that I like, Albert. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest. I, I, I'm gonna add the warming of the cup to my ritual. You get a good five minutes out of it. Keeps yeah. it warmer longer. Yeah, I really that that's important as well. Uh, and I also like my tea really, really strong. Yeah, uh, and I have no aversion to putting the milk in it with the tea bag in there. I, I yeah. didn't, I didn't, I've never really paid attention to the fact that it gets rid of the, the scum situation. Yeah, just no thought scum. that's just thought that's a hard water issue, but great. Okay. No. Um, what I, I do have a problem with the, with the whole milky idea. Now, believe me, I've got a lot of respect for um, for you having it strong as well as milky. I think that that mm-hmm. saves you here. If uh, it's, it's the the weak and milky. Just have milk, mate. You know, I don't have tea. Don't call it a cup of tea. It's not tea. Just exactly. have milk. You, you want you clearly want warm milk, so just have warm milk. But you big baby, yeah. But for me, I think any more than four drops of milk and a cup of tea is overeating the pudding. But four, that's just that's yeah, four drops. What, as in a, a as in literally a drop, like a pipette drop. Four drops of milk. For only f- you're mad. It's got to have. It's got to be a sort of a really deep copper colour for me and very, very sweet Very well. strong. Oh, you, oh, you do sugar, do you? Yeah, absolutely, mate. Yeah. Ah, this yeah. conversation's over. <laughs> the Eagles Element. News, views and reviews on Crystal Palace. www.theeagleselement.com Right, just to, um, just to explain what that long tea-based discussion clip was that you heard there, that's from our premium podcast. Uh, it's five hours of that. <laughs> not me and um, you talking about tea. No, not just that. We do, <laughs> we do some other things as well, you know. But um, if you want to know a bit more about that, go to holradio.net forward slash premium. Uh, it's a pound. It's to raise money for both ourselves to continue broadcasting the show live and also to uh, raise a bit of money for Eagle Heights, which, we, which we've done. We've uh, sold a fair few and donated a good sum of money to them as well. So we've... Um, and I'm very grateful to everyone who's downloaded so far. But for just just a pound, it's it's five hours of just it's, it's just it's a bit of fun. It's quite you know, it's, there's conversations like that. There's plenty of palace chat, um, and then there's an absolutely appalling quiz at the end. Like we, it's one of our favourite things to do is a is a terrible terrible quiz, and we we did it quite well. So um, yeah, uh, just a couple of little bits of administration to get through before we get into talking about the game. Uh, first of all, the Robert Eaton Memorial Fund game, which is a match between Palace fans and Brighton fans in in aid of Robert Eaton. Um, it's basically a foundation who, um, uh, who, who who sort of promote football around the world, kind of thing. As well, we'll just go to remf.org to have a look at what they do. I'm not explaining it too well, but um, Robert Eaton was uh, sadly killed in the September the 11th attacks on on New York, and he was a Brighton fan. And uh, it's an example of where the, the the fans, you know, bitter rivals, obviously, but come together um, in, in a really good cause. And on Friday, 24th of April, at the Dripping Pan in Lewis, uh, kick off at 7:45 p.m. That match will take place. Um, Entrance is £5 for adults with under-16s £2. 
although they're free if accompanied by an adult. Um, there'll be a raffle, uh, full presentation at the end, and got Darren Powell playing for Palace. Uh, also, we will be there. Homes of Radio will be there to do a commentary if you can't make it. We'd obviously much rather you get down to the game, you know, pay the entry fee and raise some money, but if you can't make it, you want to keep up to date with what's going on and uh, listen to us talk absolute rubbish for the best best part of two hours, um, do do check hlradio.net uh, during the game. Also, hang on, I, I'm, I'm playing for the Palace fans in that game, and I think I'm clearly more more of a catch than Darren Powell is. You're quite right, I completely forgotten to mention that, Terence. Terence, the Terence Ford from redandbluearmy.co.uk. <laughs> that one, that exact guy, is in, is in goal for Palace. So, um, I mean, obviously, they've got no chance of scoring, the, the Brighton fans, with you there, have they, Terence? <laughs> with Darren Powell and Rob Quinn in front of me, I'm hoping they won't get a shot. <laughs> oh, is Rob Quinn playing as well? Brilliant. He is, yeah. They're both doing a bit of coaching at Palace as well. I we'll think we'll try and grab a grab a chat with them as well. But I'm oh, look, looking forward to that immensely. And Yeah, there you go. If, you, if, it was, if Darren Powell doesn't get you there, if Rob Quinn doesn't get you there, Terence Ford will get you there. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, second little bit of admin, uh, the study centre are running a boat trip to Chelsea. Uh, if you just Google study centre CPFC or check their Twitter feed, which is at study centre CPFC, you can register for your place. It was a lot of fun uh, going on the boats up to Fulham last year. and Hopefully we'll get something similar going on for the Chelsea game. Uh, finally, there's two under-21 games left um, for Palace. Uh, you've got first up, you've got Friday the the, the 24th, which is also the same day as the uh, RMF game, but at 2 p.m. at Tootingham Mitchum's ground, uh, we're playing Charlton, which is five pounds to, to watch on the day. Um, and the second game is apparently going to be at Sellers on the 28th of April. And if I've got that in, I've got that right, that should be against Colchester, I think. Uh, usually five pound in advance, eight pounds on the day. So that's a little bit of information about those two ones. Uh, Nick, you've got some stuff. Yeah, I love the way you've um, spent 10 minutes of the show not talking about the game. Yeah. <laughs> I, was hope, I was hoping not to draw too much attention to that. But <laughs> yeah, I thought we weren't talking about the game. Oh, my God. Well, we've got, we've got to start talking about it. Can we start by talking about Tony Pulis' reception? Now, because of the way I sound, it's quite clear that I've, I've been ill this weekend, and that's why I wasn't at the game. I hold my hands up now. Uh, I watched it online. Um Illegally, of course. Um, I was gutted not to be there, um, and I was look, really one of the things I was looking forward to mostly was just to seeing how Tony Pulis was received. I was expecting it to be very negative, um, and from what I saw, it wasn't really. What do we? What do we? What do we think from the game, guys? Nick, I, I think he kind of undid everybody, but he literally came out of the tunnel clapping everybody, which kind of. <laughs> Fooled a few people. I mean, I gave him a little round of applause, and then I got him a twat. <laughs> so I, I, I kind of got both sides of the argument. Yeah. But he kept us up, you know. Aside from that, it's like double-sided Side. coin, isn't it? Hero well, twat. Okay, look. Um, how can I put this? I don't. I don't like the fact that he got applauded at all. And I think he did a couple of it, before the game. He talked about um, how great he, you know, the fans were and all that. I was hoping people would ignore that. Um, and then, you know, obviously, you're, you're right in pointing out, yeah, he, he kept us up. He was part of a group that kept us up. You know, he, he played a huge part in that. But my, my issue with him, I mentioned it online the other day, is that people talk about the job he did for Palace like it ended the, the day the season ended and we stayed up. And it didn't, you know. The job he was paid to do carried on long after that. And he, he, let, he took us into a summer 
which we ended ill-prepared with a weaker squad than we'd started it, and then he walked. So <laughs> if you applaud him, in my view, you're applauding that, and that's what I really didn't like. Um, Terence, score view? <laughs> I um, deliberately didn't enter the stands until he was in the dugout. Um, unfortunately, I didn't stay long enough to miss the goal. <laughs> but, um, yeah, um, at the end of the game, you could there was a mix of boos and cheers for him as well. I, people were going to see it from two different ways, aren't they? I mean, um, yes, he kept us up, but like you say, there, he um, things could have gone very, very badly with what he did to the squad over the summer. He didn't complete it, and so on, and it could have ended up really, really bad for us. And you're right, he didn't finish the job. The job didn't finish that day at West Ham, although arguably it did for him. And mm. he, you know, I always get that impression that he always knew he was going to go, so why didn't he go earlier than he did and give us a chance to prepare better? Yeah, some interesting views coming in from the chat room. Well, I'll go to Nick for those in a moment, but get your views as well, Patrick and, and Albert. We'll start with you, Patrick. Yeah, um, I watched it on television and I could tell that the man's very smart. The way he came out, like you said, he was clapping the fans when he came out. And you could just tell that people weren't going to necessarily... Um, boo him, which again, I'm not sure if I would have booed him, but I would have been, I would have been a terrorist. I would have probably not gone into stands or just ignored it. But the fact that people cheered him, you know, that's, that's their choice. But again, like you, Chris, I have a serious problem with what he did and how he did it. And um, the man showed no regard for the club. So there was no way I, I could have possibly uh, have been happy at um, his return. And again, you know, we're going to talk about it later, but the way, the way that, that West Brom took the game up yesterday, I was so frustrated watching that game yesterday. I'm so glad he's gone. I really yeah. am. The way, the way that game went yesterday, I am so glad that he left because I could not watch that for another season. I'm very glad he kept us up. I'm very, very happy, obviously. But watching that football for another season would have, would have really chucked the life out of me. I noticed a lot of people saying similar. And obviously, there's a, there's a few questions about, like, you know, I'll ask later, you know, were, were, were we that cynical when we played under him and all that sort of stuff? We'll come to that in a bit. Right. But Albert, Albert final word on, you know, what was, oh, what I, was I your booed. personal reception? I thought you would. <laughs> I booed incessantly, but unfortunately for those around me, I was on a train at Pond Street Station at the time. <laughs> if I was there, I, I, yeah, I would have booed. I don't care if he came out clapping. He, it's, it, do you remember when, when he was our manager, he used to wait till the very last minute and he'd run, at, run down the touchline, you know, almost to be the last person out. He was very clever yesterday. But the, yeah. He walked out like two yards behind Pardew. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Who's who's going to naturally draw people's attention and cheers and, and yeah, and with the, with his sort of you know blowing smoke in the press a it few was, days before. Pardew came out on his own. It was a good good fifteen twenty five seconds after Pardew. There's no injury. Uh, the two of them were walking out. You know, there's pictures of the two of them walking out together, Nick. So you, I don't know. What, what, oh, you might, I didn't see it. Well, you, no, might, you might have called them know. at different times, but sorry to you know, yeah. sorry to correct Lots you. Lots in the chat. Mm, go on. <laughs> nice uh, lost chat over Nick. Yeah, you just diverted from the, how wrong you were. Yeah, there's loads of stuff going on in the chat room. Do what you guys talk yeah, about. Yeah, but... Um, <laughs> Radio.net slash chat. Oh, be before I do, Patrick, you said you watched the game on television. Was that legally or illegally? It's just American, a little deeper, every game's on. Every game's on uh, live and yeah. illegal. Thank you. Okay. Dweeb in the chat room. Ignored just another Oppo manager. Robert CPFC. Surprised me. I stood in silence when he came out. Eagle 6764. Police reception was tons better than he deserved. Naked golf guy 99. Frankly, I couldn't tell. Granted, I was on the other end of Sellers, but I didn't really see the ovation like Match of the Day in the papers called it all. Um, can I just make one more thing about the, the yeah, police you'll... thing? Um, we wouldn't be where we are now if he hadn't gone. And in a strange kind of way, it was the best thing that happened because we've now got Pardew. 
Yeah, that's, that's quite a philosophical way of looking at it. Obviously, if things hadn't quite worked out as well as they did, I think people would be a lot angrier. But <laughs> exactly, I, I don't know. Angrier. I think I think I think in that sense, Pulis is lucky um, that they didn't go worse for us. That in terms of the reception that he got, look, you know, there's no doubt in the guy's a good manager and he can he can win Premier League games in in a certain way, and that's what we saw. But um, let's have a look at what we did. I mean. First of all, we changed we changed the winning side, which um, I don't know if Pardew's program notes were any kind of, kind of clue to this, but he talked about wanting to experiment a little bit and with the players that he's got and see what they can do. And I think Ledley at left-back is maybe the, the first thing he wanted to try. See if he can um, accommodate, me, you know, accommodate Mile Jedinak, James McArthur, Jason Punchin and Joe Ledley in the same side by changing the position. So obviously he's changed Punchin's position to keep him involved. Um Thought he'd do the same with Ledley. Don't really think it worked. What, what do we reckon, chaps? Um, well, I think um, when Suarez came on at half-time, he immediately added more of a threat down that left flank because it was obvious that our full-backs weren't going to have to do much defending against the Tony Pulis team because, unlike when he was with us, he doesn't have the pace down the flanks. So they were kind of just in advanced positions for the entire game and Ledley just didn't seem to do so well out wide I thought as it doesn't have, didn't have as much as effect as he does in the middle of the pitch where Suarez in the second half I felt did a lot more in terms of getting balls into mm. the box in that position yeah definitely but uh, it, it, I mean I suppose that what a lot of the tension pre-game from um, from the commentators and what have you was that um, Ledley had started his first game for Palace in that position under Pulis and there's some sort of speculation as whether, whether that might be the thought behind it but I don't think it Against was West Brom as well yeah, it was weirdly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Header from a Tom Ince corner, wasn't it? Um, there you go. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Uh, Albert, you said. Um, well, I'm not going to say what you said in the <laughs> in the little chat there, but you're not a big fan of the the, the experimentation in the lineup, though. I'm all up for chopping and changing if people are you know carrying a knock or need a rest, but messing around for the sake of messing around, I, I don't agree with it. To be honest, do it do it when you're mathematically safe. Don't do it. Where, you know, as slim a chance as it is of us going down, you know, it, you know, we all, it's the old saying, isn't it? Oh, we hope the kids get a run out a couple of games before the end of the season. Don't do it when there's you know plenty of points still left to play for. I think the game probably meant a bit more to the fans because of Pulis, and I think that's why people were a bit upset to see us. Um, you know, and I saw some allegations that people said, you know, suggesting that the players' minds were on the beach and all that. And I don't think they were. I don't think there was any lack of effort in the game. Um, I just think it, it. I think we set up wrong, and I don't. For, for the first time, really, I think Pardew looked like he, he made the wrong decision in trying to change it um, in what he did at half time. But we'll come back to that. Just going to pick up on a couple of things that were said on Twitter. Uh, Simon Goddard was essentially agreeing, saying, "Oh, we're not better off without Pulis now," and that's fair. And interesting that um, Brummy Eagles got in touch, saying that um, he spoke to two West Brom fans last night, and neither can stand Pulis and the style of play. And most oh. fans want him out in the summer, so. There is a bit of that, but um, anyway, look. They better we, give him a million quid then, and he'll go off like yeah, that. He'll, <laughs> yeah. he'll go quick if you pay him. I'm uh, reliably informed that there was a similar chant at the game that, um, about him taking his bonus and being off you know, soon enough. But there we go. Um, in terms, in terms of us, in terms of oh, sorry, Patrick, I think you had something to say first. Go on. Yeah, um, I don't have a problem with changing the lineup. I mean, we changed the lineup, you know, after the. Uh, the previous win to Sunderland met. So it's just, I don't understand Ledley at left back if Suarez and Kelly are both fit. Um, because they're both on the bench. You figure, you know, why not just play one of them, you know. But I really think he's having a problem with fit, fit, fitting in Ledley 
MacArthur and Jedi. And that was his solution yesterday. Well, I put, I'll play all three of them. So I think that's going to be an issue for us going forward. Which of those two of those three, which, which ones are going to start? Because obviously he wasn't happy with Jedi. I took him off at halftime. So there's something going on with there as far as like who should start. But again, I don't have a problem experimenting necessarily. It just, it's weird that he put, he put you know, Ledley at left back when two thick guys that played there are on the bench. And then one of them came on and played great second half. So, um, you know, just see going forward what's, what's going to happen. So. Um, yeah, absolutely. Good. So it's, it's weird that he chose two left backs as on the bench. I, I just couldn't understand that. I know um, Kelly can play right back as well or centre back, but it's, it just seemed a bit strange that we, we kind of had three places for, for what seems to be one position. Well, I, don't, yeah. I don't think there's really anyone else left, is there? Because you've got Shamak's injured, Campbell's injured, Chung, Lee Chung-Yung's injured, and mm. um, one other. Who's the other one I'm missing? Um, much. Jordan Much. Yeah. Right, but, yeah, yeah, but Terence, yeah, he much. could have put Mariep on the bench, I guess. It would Mariep also hurt. Yeah, but if it's, it's one of the same, really, if you've been nah, yeah, No, you're right. I'm just saying. No, no you're not right. Yeah. We, don't have a, we don't have a big bench. So that's not, again, that's not the real issue. Just really, why would you put them both on the bench if they can probably play left back? Yeah. I know what you mean now. Yeah, no, see, I would, I would rather one of them on the bench and then put Boateng on the bench because at least then you've got another midfielder on the bench in case mm-hmm. something happens. Right, exactly. But, uh, um, and I thought it was also kind of harsh on Kelly because when he came on against Sunderland, I thought he did really, really well. And, you know, I'm, I'm a bit of a critic of Kelly at times. And I've, for me to say he did well means he must have done so. <laughs> right, right, right. right. He's, he's, he's winning a lot of people over, Kelly, because, I mean, since Suarez came in, he's upped his game. Yeah, um, and, has, yeah. done very, very well at left back, and you know he's actually very good going forward as well. Kelly doesn't get get enough attention for that, but um, you know he can put a decent cross in. But having said that, the cross is coming from Suarez yesterday in the second <laughs> half. Brilliant, um, were excellent. He looked yeah. a very, very, very good player yeah. for the, probably for the first time yesterday. And people, you know, they do love to judge very, very early. Um, you know, we've all we've been through this a lot of times. Some players get judged early as rubbish and prove people wrong and some players get judged early as rubbish and prove people right but you know the consistent thing is people like to judge after a couple of games for me Suarez is now has now shown quite clearly you know that he has genuine ability out there and okay he wasn't tested hugely from a defensive point of view um, but he, he showed some you know really impressive play going forward uh, Albert first I think yeah I was just going to say you know the qu- there's been question marks over Suarez but the, those question marks haven't necessarily been over him going forward, and he, you know he did put in a couple of good balls against Arsenal, and and I think that all the question marks are over over him when he you know when he's got to defend. Um, so hopefully that that comes on as well. Yeah, I, I, yeah, but again, you can only I think that's that's it's harder for him to judge the pace of the game from a defensive point of view. Um, you know, coming from from France and into the Premier League, I think def- defensively he's always going to take a bit more time. Uh, than, than than going forward, but I say I, I think there's some really good signs. Um, Nick, I think you wanted to say something as well. Well, when I first saw the lineup, as I was walking to the ground and looking at the lineup as you get on Twitter, I actually for one moment thought we were going to play three five two because we seem to have a lot of midfielders in the in the lineup, and I thought, oh, Joe's going to be happy. Um, in the chat room, wholeradio.net slash chat, King Beer said, I think Pardew was focused on attacking too much. Should have started Kelly Oswari and not Ledley, but we all make mistakes, so hopefully make the right squad next week. Mm. I just think, um, I, I think he gave it away in, in post-match what he was actually thinking, Pardew, is he thought Pulis knew, knew the side too well and he wanted to throw in a couple of surprises. Uh, unfortunately, they weren't really the right kind of surprises. Um, last word on Suarez, um, Patrick. So before we move on, 
Yeah, the only thing is um, people have criticized his defensive play, but besides the Arsenal match, we made that big mistake on the penalty kick. He hasn't really made that many mistakes. It's many more positioning things. So I think, like I said, the way that we played, if you know Pardew a little bit, he's more of an attacking manager anyway. So um, he's going to be, he probably will be fine for us as long as he can traditionally can figure out how to play left back. But I don't think it's an issue as far as him going forward. It's going to be, you know, him not jumping into certain tackles when, you know, he shouldn't. But I think Suarez is going to be absolutely fine at left back once he gets a chance to play consistently. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it all pans out in terms of trying to accommodate all those players. I think that's going to be a um, feature of the discussion today. Um, talking about you know, the actual game itself, um, I think I think it's fair to say we started very badly. Um, and it wasn't just the fact that we conceded a goal. I just think we, we started, we were very sluggish straight away, you know, passing very much, you know, in the first 30 seconds to a minute was a, left a lot to be desired. And we, put ourselves under pressure a bit, giving the ball away. Um, and, you know, West Brom broke, got a corner. And from that, you know, Punchins left Morrison completely free to sort of, to, to make a completely free header. And it's, you know, he's it, almost tried to block his run and it's so frustrating. And, you know, it's not all Punchins' fault. You know, there's a lot... He did slip. There's a lot to be said about zonal marking and, th- and things like that, you know. Whether a player was man marking, you'd actually be out with him before, you know, he'd be running with him rather than waiting for him to run. It's, you know, I think we got caught out there by um, by a manager who knows how we work in set pieces. Basically, I think Pardew's gone on record to say he had changed much um, in terms of the set piece. Is a pieces both attacking and defensive. So I think it was pretty clear that uh, that got exploited very very early on there. Uh, sorry, Nick, you were saying? Yeah, I think punching slipped a bit there. But, I mean, you, we, we always start off bad, slowly anyway. We, we mentioned this last week, and I think we've mentioned it before, that it takes us a little while to get going. But having said that, um, I don't, I, I can't really fault any of the players yesterday. I know we got beat 2-0, but I, I can't find fault with any of the players. I, I, I watched Punction throughout the first half and, and thought the running he did was immense, absolutely immense. And there were some people saying that he played too deep. But he, he, I don't know. I'd like to see his heat map. Just to he has to play. They had to play deep though to get the ball because West Brom had so many people. You know, they were playing six at the back for most of the game. Mm, that's exactly right, Albert. They they were they were they were incredibly deep as well. Um, and they they did the right thing. They knew that we, they knew that Palace wanted to run in behind them. That's where we've got our joy in the last few games is getting, you know, getting Yannick and, and Wilf getting running running in behind fullbacks. And if you saw. You saw just how easily Wilf had the beat of Chris Brunt yesterday, but we couldn't exploit it because there was always there was always someone else there. There was always at least one other player there, you know, if not two. And they, they you know, they did a real Tony Pulis job on us. And I hate to say that, you know, it makes me angry to say it. In fact, but listen, it, it was very poor from the corner, very very poor to concede. And I think that handed an advantage to West Brom that they didn't think that they were going to have. You know, it's not only boosted their confidence, but it's given them. Given their way of approaching the game, um, you know, validation very, very early on because they don't have to chase a thing; they just have to let us, you know, chase the game and, and hit us on the counter as and when, uh, which is obviously what happened later on. So, yeah, very, we've, very, go ahead, go ahead. we've seen we've seen this game two other times this season at Sellers, though, being the Everton home game and the Newcastle mm. home game, where teams have taken a lead relatively early against us, and we just struggle to break teams down who sit behind the ball. Because I've talked about it before and saying about, I thought it's the reason why we've brought Jordan much in is to try and have some creativity in central areas. 
And if you think Everton, we've just completely struggled to break down and didn't. Right. The only reason we did break down Newcastle was because of an exceptional cross from Balassi, yeah. yep. which Campbell got on the end of. And it was the same yesterday. It was just as soon as there's a bunch of people behind the ball, they can double up and they can put people into block crosses from Balassi and Zaha and just crowd out the men in the middle. And there was definitely a concerted effort to try and get more men forward yesterday. But MacArthur and Jednak were the ones who seemed to be trying to get into the box. And it just they were never in any sort of goal-scoring positions because they're not natural goal-scorers in that sense. And every time the ball did drop to Murray, all of a sudden he, he just, he's finishing abandoned him. Sorry, I've just seen what Albert's written in the chat there. I thought it was a serious question and nearly read it out. That would have um, been bad. No, you're absolutely right, Terence. Um, I just, I mean, yeah, in terms of the... For me, that's the next step, though, I think. It's... Yeah, that, that's the next bit of progression for us. Where do we, how do we do this? How do we approach? Um, how do we how do we deal with teams who are going to sit back and you know and counter us like we used to do to them? You know when and when we've gone, we've got to take it as a huge compliment though, because teams are coming and sitting deep on us at our ground, and that that's huge for how far we've come along. So yeah, you're right. It's our next stage of progression. It's also the next stage of having to bring in that extra quality of player which we need to attract in the summer to be able to break teams down that do that. Mm. But so maybe like with our setup now, it's probably kind of we're in the table where we will be in the table if we don't add that extra quality. But it's, yeah, it's a huge compliment to our team and what we've done. Patrick. It's a great point, Terence. And, and the thing is though, um, a lot of Premier League teams have exactly the same problem. You play a team like uh, West Brom who's desperate for the points because they're, you know, toward the bottom of the table and they're going to sit back and, you know, that's going to happen against Hull, against, you know, Leicester, against, yep. you know, a lot of sides. So you're absolutely right. We've got to find a way to break them down. But again, I've, I've watched tons of matches this year. You guys have too. And you see, man, C has problems doing that against us when we play them. So it, it happens a lot. So, but you're absolutely right. We've got to find someone that can help us unlock it. And I think Pardew is probably the right person to have because I think he's, he's seen it at Newcastle when they played. And, you know, that's definitely <coughs> a big impression for us, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, one more. But we know, and much about saying about Jordan Much again. You've seen Jordan Much can ping a shot from thirty yards. It's a bit like Gardner did yesterday. When you're struggling to break seams down, sometimes you just need someone who can hit that shot from range. And I know Jednak's done it a couple of times, but it's very few and far between. You know, so someone yeah. who could let fly from range and you know just get create that go out of nothing for you. And that's because we all know. If we would have scored at nil, at nil nil or one nil yesterday, different that would have been game. a very different outcome. Yeah, definitely. yeah, yeah. And let's face it, we 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 came very very close. I mean, you know, almost straight away after the um, after conceding, there was a little free kick move which um, Jedinak sort of played it to the, almost to the edge of the area for Murray, but he smashed it well over. And then after West Brom sat back, you had a long range effort from MacArthur. Um, then you had uh, Balassi with that prodded chance that Myhill saved and. And then from the corner, there was um, I, I've skipped a penalty shout for West Brom, but from that corner, there was a penalty shout for a, a Gardner just jumping straight into Wilfred Zaha. Now, I've <laughs> seen it a few times. It gets more and more ridiculous every time you, um, every time you he, see um, it. Go on, it's it. Stone, he wasn't stone even ball. looking, was he? Yeah. No. No, that's it, Pat. And you're, you're it, just saying, Patrick. It was, it, do you remember the... 3-0 against Brighton at home in the promotion season when that happened to Murray at the back stick. Yeah, Greer, wasn't it, on yeah, Murray? It was, yeah. it, was, it was the stat. Yeah, basically. yeah, 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 you're right. Um, I, I'm, I mean, there, there was a shout for a penalty for Jedinak on Anna Chaby, 
just before that, where Anachami did that little thing of rolling the rolling the defender. And to be fair, Jednex got his arms around his waist. But I mean, Anachami's got a bit of his shirt as well. And and but there was no need for him to fall down during it. He was obviously he was looking for the penalty and didn't get it. That you know, I wouldn't call that a penalty. But yeah, I certainly Vinnie, Vinnie Jones said it wasn't a penalty on goals on Sunday this morning, so their case closed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but I would certainly say that uh, the one on Wilf was uh, Nick. I think you had a point of view there. Yeah, yeah. The the, the Jedi uh, on. I always thought it was an each be, but there you go. I, I'm good at pronouncing <laughs> names wrong. Um, <laughs> I got one really wrong last week. Pentanibon. I would say an each be. I think it's an each be. Yeah. But um, once again, we're talking about the ref, and um, I, I feel we should stop talking about refs and just let it be. You brought him up. Just, yeah. just take it as just take no, it as no. red that they're, they're, they're crap. No, John Moss is horrible. He was horrible. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you what, I won't say explicitly but about what this is about, but just Google John Moss and have a look around his name. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's, it's, very, it's very, very liable. What it He's is. From Sunderland, I won't say what it is, so just Google his name and have a read about. Mm, interesting. Okay, I think I know what you're talking about, but um, <laughs> yeah, like you, I'll keep well away from saying it. Um, so, yeah, um, also worth um, remembering the um, Balassi overhead kick. I mean, had that gone in, that was just. It was a bit special, wasn't it? I mean, as, as an effort, but it just. What a, it it was kind of the moment that summed up how how I felt about the whole game. In that, you know, that's the moment that that could have gone anywhere on, and, you know, when it went straight at the keeper. And it just you're thinking, that's it, that's our game today. No matter what we do, it's it's always going to drift wide, or it's always going to hit go straight to the goalkeeper. It was just one of them games. Um, but it was a fantastic effort, wasn't it, Albert? It was unbelievable. Thanks. <laughs> no, it, no it, had, um, it had shades of, um, I can't remember who it was against. Do you remember the, the Victor Moses? Over Barnsley. Barnsley, Alan Lee knock-on, if yeah. I'm right. You're right, yeah. Yeah, in the same end, mm. very similar, but yeah. slightly different outcome, unfortunately. But it's a great yeah. bit of skill. Oh, Because he's, he's uh, done that before. Do you remember his bicycle kick against Bristol City, but last in the promotion season? Yeah, hit, 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 hit the bar, yeah, yeah. 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 He'll score well, one one day. He will, yeah. But um, that Why are they called bicycle kicks? Just out of interest. Because it's like, like you're riding a bicycle. Yeah, I don't. I think upside down in space. I thought it was because <laughs> I thought it was because whenever I see someone score a bicycle kick, I get the horn. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. oh God! How can Gusset be sighing at that? Because yeah, I know. You know you, every <laughs> two minutes, you're dropping a pun like that. Yeah, at least at least yours was a serviceable pun out, but I mean, what's he ever done? I don't know. And it was, and it was timeless, as oh, opposed uh, to being rooted in 1963. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, um, sorry, according to King B in the chat room, wholeradio.net slash chat, um, King B says, even one member of the HF tried to run towards John Moss, but was stopped by the stewards and had to be calmed down by the HF. And in the US, Naked Golf Guy in 99 says, we call them scissor kicks. Mm. Yes, we See, do. I mean, I've mean, i always thought a scissor kick was um, the side, sort of right? where you're just standing. Yeah, De Canio, there you go. Exactly. De Canio. Balassi versus Sunderland, his first goal. That was yeah, scissor. that was scissor, yeah. Uh, Nick's yeah, right. one is a bicycle kick over here, so he does what we're talking about. Yeah, there you go. Brilliant. Here, but you also say things like sidewalk. Yeah, true. <laughs> 
Yeah, I know. Uh, we say pretzel over here as well. Sorry, we do that, that, yeah. that bicycle <laughs> kick was a gr- that bicycle <laughs> kick was a great play. Great, great offensive play. Yeah. All right, easy, easy. And you, right. and you call the you call bottoms fannies. That's right. the first one, I think. Right, right. right. everyone. Right. Right. Fanny pack. <laughs> oh, Solder. Wow. Does anybody else want to say the word fanny before we move on? <laughs> yeah. It's your only chance, realistically, to say that word. I'm not saying it. All right, okay. Um, brilliant. Then we used to call Fancy High Fanny. My favourite ever Viz joke. Not to his face. Letter was, um, <laughs> Nick, is this relevant? My favourite ever Viz letter. It is, because it's, it's, it's uh, I, my next neighbour was some baby naked lying on our front. Unfortunately, I never got to see the fanny side. <laughs> <laughs> so moving swiftly on. Um, <laughs> Get a hold of this, Chris. <laughs> I'm going to try. I'm not well enough for this. I'm not well. They're, they're taking advantage of my illness. Um yeah. Look. Anyway, look. We were we were dominant. Um, certainly, as the first half was ending, couldn't quite believe we were still one 0 down. Um, I'll be honest. Did, did a lot of you guys think the same thing I did? We thought, well, Pardew always changes it. Changes it at half time. We always come out a better team. We you know when we need to. And I, I was still pretty confident at half time um, that we'd come out and win that. Do you think similar, Patrick? Yeah, I did. Especially when he made the two subs at the half. You know, bought off Ledley and um, bought off. Hmm, second Jedinac. sub was the Jedinac, yeah. right, right, and brought on Foire and Gale. But um Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. Plush care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. You know, you have that feeling, but again, you know, you just know playing against the Pulis side, they're going to be so defensive. You just get more and more frustrated as the game goes on. You're time wasting and everything else. So um, I did have a good feeling, but um, as, as the game went on, on, that feeling kind of dissipated. Mm. Yeah, it, the, 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 the halftime sub surprised me. I, I thought it change it up I thought he'd go more attacking and, and you know I could certainly see Ledley going off or it, when I saw the, I first saw the Jednak had gone off and I automatically assumed that Suarez was going to come on left back Ledley would go into the middle and, and we'd you know we'd, we'd go back to the similar system but with a proper left back you know in that position but we didn't you know we, we, we sort of come out and did a four four two almost didn't we because um, obviously Gale came on to play alongside Murray which Again, I think that's something that people have been crying out for to, to, to see for quite a while after the way they've you know linked up in certain games, particularly that Liverpool three uh, three. But um, you know, it just didn't seem to work, and all it really did was was give West Brom an excuse to sit back further. Um, you know, if they had six <laughs> players back in that in that first half, 
they probably had eight back for most of the second half. And um, it's, it just became an incredibly frustrating watch. And what is there anything that you guys think that that we should have done differently? What you know, what what change would you like to have seen at half time uh, instead of what we did see? Uh, start with you, Nick. I wouldn't have changed anything because I thought we were poorer for changing it. I thought that we we created plenty of chances in the first half, and uh, like you said at half time, you you were confident that that something would come of it. I thought once we'd gone to to the four four two, which which when it wasn't even four four two, it was kind of four two four almost. Mm. Um, we had too big a gap in the middle of the pitch, and there was nobody picking up the ball there. I, I'd I'd have kept it the same myself. But then um, what do I know? Well, yeah, no, I think it's a really it's a sensible way of putting it. Certainly. Well, about yourself, Terence. I was I was happy with Suarez coming on with hindsight. I thought he did very very well, but I I thought we were doing okay in the first half. It's not like you know we wasn't knocking at the door. We were knocking at the door. We were making sure. But you know, Murray and Gal together is. Murray and Gale will tear apart high defensive lines because Murray's smart. He can hold the ball up and then use Gale's pace to exploit. Sitting deep, with a team sitting deep, I just, I don't really see it. All then needs to become too intricate for them too, as opposed to the natural setup play for them would be more of a flick on into space and so on. So I was surprised at the change. Yeah, it did. I agree with that. With the team that we were playing, the setup that they had, it didn't look like the way to to unlock that that defence for me at all. Um, Albert, any similar views or anything? Yeah, similar to what Nick was saying, I, I would have kept it the same. I'm, I'm, unless you're, you know, you're getting absolutely spanked at half-time, I'm not one for for ringing the wholesale changes, you know, and I think, you know, you've got to give it a good 15 minutes, like Terence was saying, we, you know, we weren't out of the game, and, you know, we know that Glenn Murray, Punch and Zara and Balassi are good enough to, you know, get us back into the game, hopefully. And I just think, you know, putting putting Gale on up top with Murray, you know, you say, yeah, you say it's four four two, but that means that one of the one of the middle players is Jason Punchin and that doesn't really work for me. You know, he's all right in the middle of the park behind a striker. But when you're playing, you know, Balassi and Zaha out wide and just leaving MacArthur and, and Punch in the middle, I, I I don't think I don't agree with that to be honest. Well I think yeah, in a in a way that's possibly where the um you know where where we where we failed because when West Brom did break, it was very easy for them to get through the middle, um, you know, through through Punchin and, and Macarthur because you know Punchin's again he's not that sort of player and he worked really really hard as Nick was saying earlier he, he ran ran himself into the ground quite a lot but um, but yeah he didn't really you know he's he's, he's never going to put the sort of tackles in that you're going to get from Jedinak or you know or from from Joe Ledley but they they're you know different type of player isn't he uh, Patrick. Yeah, but in, in positive defence, he actually admitted that at the end of the, uh, in the post-match that he probably should have had um, Punch and pushed a bit more forward. So, I mean, he did understand that. And also, I just thought that, you know, Jedi didn't put himself about yesterday. I mean, I just thought that we need to get stuck into West Brom a lot more. And I didn't really think we got stuck in with some heavy tackles where we normally do. So I think that was a big problem for us. I don't know why we were so lightweight in the middle, um, you know, from our central midfielders. I thought we should really need to get stuck in more put some tackles in on West Brom. I think we allowed them to, to put it to us a bit too much. I think that really hurt us, you know, getting yeah, back to the game. I, I thought Anitra B was excellent yesterday. Like, oh, he was so ball. strong. It's the first yeah. time I've seen Jednak struggle physically against anyone. Like, he had a really, really hard time with him and won hardly anything. 
Because everyone just stopped talking. Yeah, he changed. Cool. He cha- he was he was their standout player at the um, in the two two, correct? The, yeah, the fixture at their place. Yeah, yeah, he's one of those players I hate to watch against us, um, and I, I can't believe that he scores so few goals as well. Um, I, I just, I, I just, yeah, I don't know why. When he when he came through at Everton, you know, he actually looked a real danger and a bit more pace about him. wasn't quite wasn't quite the sort of lump that he is now, but he's he's, yeah. he's a very very good player. Yeah, he's all round plays good, but he fannies it up when he gets in front of goal. Mm-hmm. He does fanny it up. You got right, Nick. Mm. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Sorry, wait, there's whoa, there's whoa. a bit. Of... What was that noise? I don't know. I, I want a clip of that, Mikey. Um. <laughs> I'm coming down with what you heard, Chris. I'm going to sound like Susie George in a couple of days. Uh, Brinsco Eagle um, said, but we had no ability in any of the team to create chances to break them down. I disagree with him. I, I thought we, we created the chances. We just couldn't stick the ball in the onion bag. I mean, there was there was a chance for Murray where, you know, nine times out of ten he'd have put it in. And just yeah. a few others. You, you know, we talk about Belassi's uh, scissor kick, bicycle kick, overhead kick, whatever you want to call it. If his foot had been turned ever so slightly to put it either side of the goal rather than straight at the middle, um, you know, that would have gone in and I think we could still be playing them now and wouldn't have scored. It, it, was, it was just one of them games yeah. and it happens every so often and I'm not going to get too beat up about it. Um, Booty Deagle was also asked, would uh, Shamak have helped in the game? If he was there. I think possibly, yeah, because that's the sort of that's the only way we were going to get through, because uh, we weren't getting in behind. We had to we had to play our way through. So, you know, just as much as, as Terence was saying, Jordan Much is the sort of player that would help us break a team like that down. I, I, I completely agree. And uh, we'll talk about uh, Glenn Murray actually in, in a little bit. I know Patrick's just made another comment there in our chat. He's someone I want to talk about. But just to quickly run through, I mean, Gardner's goal. I don't really think that we can do much. You could argue we might have to charge it down a bit earlier, but. In fairness, when someone drills the ball in from there, there's, there's you know, and you're already chasing the game. You just have to kind of accept it, really. Uh, but we I weren't. Think, I think that summed our day up as well, though. If one mm. of our players hit that shot, it would have some, it would have rebounded off someone. That went through such a crowd of players, and it, I, I'm still watching it back. I can't see how it gets through everyone. But if <laughs> we would have hit that shot, it would have hit two West Brom defenders and bounced out for sure. Yeah. Exactly. I just, just, I just think we had less less bodies back. But you're right. It takes a takes an amazing path to just you know didn't touch a thing, does it? It's just clean straight through somehow. But um, yeah, you know, and we didn't convert chances. It's easy to think that you know the, the changes at halftime made us a bit disjointed. Yeah, they did a little bit, but they all, but we we kept creating chances. You know, Murray, Murray has mentioned Mr. Couple. Gales hit the bar from that that header right in front of goal. Um, How did he miss that? You know. Uh, there's a punch, punch and put a free kick right on Damien Delaney's head. Uh, completely free header. He heads it straight at the goalkeeper. You know, that's with, that's with a good 10 minutes left to go. Uh, Sano goes offside goal. Um, you know, you've got uh, Suarez crossing to Murray another time and he should should have tucked it in quite near the end. There's, you know, there's five, six, maybe seven chances. You think, you know, they've been going in for us recently and they, they, just, they just didn't, you know, that day. So there's no major problem. There's no... You know, thing that this this isn't working for us and all this sort of stuff. It was just, as we've all said, probably one of those days. And um, yeah, time to sort of move on from it. Oh, Nick, go. On. Well, well, two points. Thank goodness we're we're not fighting relegation because it would have been even more frustrating. Uh, and secondly, it was it was almost like the inverse of the Man City game, wasn't it? Where they had lots and lots of chances yeah. and didn't go in, and, and we need to with two, and it, it's kind of balanced itself out there, hasn't it? 
It has, and yeah, it's it's the whole thing of I can't remember when we had sixty eight percent possession in a game. You know, I, I cannot remember when that last happened, but I can. Rem- I could, I could, yeah, well, it's easy to remember when we last conceded that possession to the game because it was where we beat Man City, wasn't it? So, you know, but it was almost every game under Tony Pulis as well. Last season was exactly the same like that. So, as we've said, we've been we've been Pulist. No one likes to be Pulist, you know. Certainly, if you don't ask to be Pulist, you don't want to be Pulist. Um, <laughs> uh, always get consent from someone if you should always. Them. Yeah, if you're going to Pulist someone, got to be consensual. Yeah, I agree. Written consent would be best. Uh, because they can always dispute it later on. Uh, what? Hang on. <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> um, anyway. <laughs> uh, I mean, this... right at the back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Um, were we? Were we? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I blame myself for this. Were we? Um, were we that nasty, that whining, that cynical under Tony Pulis? Because, well, like a lot of people, I'm struggling to remember if that was the case. Uh, yes. what, yeah, we were, were we, Patrick? Yeah. I think we were. I mean, if you go, <laughs> you go back to all the one nils last year. I mean, particularly, I remember the the remember not be one. It might been the, the the whole city match. We went five in the back of Paddy McCarthy in the back towards mm-hmm. the end of the game. I mean, there were so many games back. But again, when you're when you're the when you are a Pulis managed team, you don't care because all you care about is the results. So I can definitely see how we didn't see it last year because we just wanted to get the results. But I'm telling you right now, watching them yesterday. And I keep a lot of games on my DVR, and I went back and watched a few of them. Just you know, just you know, a few of them. We played exactly the same way, and it was really bad to watch. But again, last year I didn't care. This year I couldn't. Have, I couldn't have dealt with that again this year. I really couldn't have. It was awful to watch. It really is. It was definitely. Were we, was... we time wasting after? Were we time wasting after fifteen minutes last season, Patrick? I would say we didn't do that. We weren't as cynical as that. I'll give us that. that. We didn't do that. Oh, I, oh my God! No way, man. Julian Sparrow what was that retained last season. <laughs> for time wasting every time we took a 1-0 lead just read yeah. any other team's Twitter accounts like their fans they yeah. Sproni was known as the biggest time waster under Pulis yeah well, then, then we did then I guess we, 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 we can, you, you, don't, you don't see it because you're not you're not you're red not and des- glasses on exactly you're, when you're it's your des- own goalkeeper yeah you don't notice yeah. it <laughs> you're not desperate for that ball to get back into play when you're winning you know you're you're, right. you're not paying attention you know Oh, it, it, it's yeah. I agree. It was hard to watch, and there is a bit of revisionism going on where people are sort of going, uh, you know, like we're saying effectively. Oh, I'm so glad we don't have to watch that anymore. But um, you know, results do make a huge difference. They do make you appreciate, you know, that that there is, that, you know, there's a method he's got there that you of winning games in this division. Pardew said a similar thing about, you know, what he's trying to bring to Palace, and he's but he's trying to teach us a different way of winning games and. You know, I did. I, we got caught between the old style and the new style in this game, and like I said, I want us to take that next step now. I want us to, you know, to be able to to move on from this and go. Okay, you know, we we, we basically handed that game to West Brom. We played into their hands. We didn't try and, you know, dominate them. We didn't try and take advantage of the fact we knew they were going to be like this. We've we've effectively let them let them get away with one. And I, I want to see next season. For me, progress is seeing us get a couple of games like that. You're not going to win them all, you know. Unfortunately, but but just in one or two games like that, just just be able to take control of it and still win that game. And I'll be delighted if we can do that. Um, but you know, let, let let's talk a little bit um, as we end end our chat about the game. Let's talk about Glenn Murray. Um, I'm sorry. Can I just interrupt cool. one second? Because I've just dug up a Chelsea fan from last season on Spironi. Right? It was about the ball boy incident. 
He said, in fairness, if anyone should have been shouted at for time wasting, it's Julian Speroni, who could have popped round the corner, checked on his restaurant, had a snack, come back and taken a kick, and it would have been faster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Terrence, was that early in the match or late? I mean, obviously late in the match, they all do it, but there was it like in the first, we weren't up in that match until, you know, the second half, so I guarantee he wasn't doing it at the beginning of the match, but I understand what you're saying, but it didn't happen early as it was yesterday, it started like the third minute of a racing time. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I'm just not surprised. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, right. Made a, I had to make a conscious effort not to get frustrated yesterday when my hill was doing it because I just <laughs> remembered it from last season. Yeah, <laughs> fair play. But, I, but the, re- it's the referees it has to take a responsibility now and step yeah, in early. Of course. And he did not yeah. step in at any point. No, and, that, and that's one of the many criticisms I'd have had of John Moss yesterday. Um, in you know, there, there's this thing about. Um, it's almost a preconception from from commentators about this. Actually, you talk about how good a good referee will let let challenges go in a game. Oh, it's a physical game. It's good to let him. Good that he's letting these challenges go. Uh, John Moss did that and then made a rod for his own back by being inconsistent with his booking, and ended up he just he ended up with a flurry of bookings in, in one go, because you know, it, well, basically because he lacked consistency. He, he ended up punishing Palace players for fouls that you know that he had for challenges and even given. Given as fails for West Brom, oh, I'm struggling to talk. <laughs> but you know, mate. Anyway, Nick, you've got a comment in the chat room there about Pulis. I've noticed. Yeah, Eagles sixty-seven, sixty-four. Pulis didn't think we were capable of playing attractive football. The same players he had proved him wrong. We're tons better team with Pardew. Um, again, I, I don't think Pulis. Um, I think Pulis knew we had players that could play attractive football, but that's just not the Pulis way, is it? It's not. Um, I've noticed that Albert has actually put his uh, comment from earlier on Twitter about invent. If you had to invent a sexual act called the Pulis, what would it involve? And there's some answers coming in. I might read those later. Well done, Albert. <laughs> in the privacy of your own bedroom. <laughs> privacy, my room. Yeah. Nice one, Albert. Nice one. There's, there's a couple mm. of cracking. I'll, I'll read those in a bit. We'll, we'll come back to that. Um, go on. Um, Oh, I want to talk about Murray again, I think. Yeah, let's talk about Murray. So he's um he's he's come off the back of some terrific performances, you know. Obviously the West Ham game he was superb, got sent off, uh, we missed him. Uh, and then and then, you know, both games back after that he's been absolutely magnificent. Led the line brilliantly, you know, being very, very clever at winning us fouls, particularly against Man City. He, you know, he was key in that game. Um what was different in this game? Because it's easy to say that you know he didn't perform as well. Um, I would say I'd more put it that he wasn't as effective. Uh, what do you think was different? Uh, start with you, Patrick. Um, I think maybe a way they defended him. I, I seem to recall that they seem to have you know one or two players on, on him at all times, and there were a couple of chances where you know the ball came in a box and he hesitated. I'm not sure if it was blocked out or confused, but it just didn't seem like he was up. You know, he was. I don't, I, I, it's hard for me to put a, my finger on it, but there was certainly something different than in the past. Like we've talked in the past, you know, is it, you know, Murray's playing well, Paz playing well, or vice versa? I think, it's really, I think it really leads with Murray. If Murray plays well, we play better. And I, you could see that yesterday. We, he just wasn't playing well yesterday, and I think that really was a big issue for us. But I, I honestly, Chris, I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was the way they defended with the, you saw about six in the back, and perhaps they dropped the midfielder back there, but it was something. The service seemed like it was okay, because there was some decent crosses coming in, but he just wasn't, you know, wasn't into it yesterday. It was very strange. It was very, just very strange. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm glad you said that. I don't want to be critical of, of Glenn Murray. He's been superb, but um, but it's also worth noting that he did seem a, a fraction off the pace in terms of his, you know, just getting shots away, getting a chance. Right. And, the, and by the end, he was snatching at chances um, because I think it hadn't quite gone. It just wasn't flowing for him, but yeah. he, he was well defended against. Terence, what did you think um, of, of Glenn's performance? Yeah, <clears throat> he tucks one of those chances away and we're not having this conversation, you know. I just he, he he had a poorer game than we've got used to in the last few weeks, but he still had three or four very very good chances where he's found the space and got on the end of a cross. So I don't know. It's I don't think it's anything to worry about. I just think it's one of those days for him, like it was for the whole the whole team, really. Does you th- do you think that it highlights that? Um... Because there's kind of been this perception since Glenn came back, he's almost been like this Superman that he's come back in and he's changed the way we played. He's led the line like a proper striker, and you know all of that's true. He's done, he's been amazing, um, but does it not highlight that we need an alternative option for when that's not working? You know that, that there's still actually all these people saying, "Well, we're sorted for next season." Glenn's got at least another year. Blah blah blah. blah. That actually, the club's got a lot of work to do to get a striker in who not only pushes Glenn for that spot but is as effective or more effective. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's one of the spots we do need to look at in the summer, but I still, I certainly think that Murray's got another season in him, but I'd, I'd, I'll say, I keep saying it all the time, I'd love to bring Connor Wickham in. And if you can put Connor Wickham, a couple of seasons, learning off of Murray and learning that part, Murray's what Murray does so well, learning that part of the game of him, he could be huge for us. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think, Wickham's been crying out for to, to play in a side that, you know, that, that actually plays him properly because they don't at Sunderland. They use him out wide quite a lot, um, use him in a deeper position, and he's really not had a proper run at being a striker. I can't remember where they where they loaned him out, but he was getting goals, wasn't he? Um, yeah. Was it Leicester? Maybe we loaned him to. I was it Sheffield Wednesday? I was going Sheffield Wednesday. That's right. Yeah, he's played about seven. Seven or eight, sorry, seven or eight goals there in about thirteen games. I was looking, you know, he was an, he was an excellent youth player at Ipswich as well, wasn't he? But, um, but yeah, I agree. He's the sort of player we're looking at. And I know, obviously, there's the speculation over Babacar at Fiorentina as well. Um, I've not seen barely anything of, in all honesty, you know, other than YouTube clips and what have you. But good age and, and a good size there as well. I, so I think there's What's a lot name? of Babacar, Kuma oh. Babacar, Babacar. Yeah, he's um, shirt. big, 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 tall guy. Very tall. Is um, he a gas bubble car or is he a cold right. car? No, stop it. <laughs> 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 but as I think, there's also trying to bring it back on track. There's also um, from people I sort of know in and around the club. Uh, speculation. They're speculating about Charlie Austin a lot, and if QPR go down, we're going to go hard for him. Um, again, if he, assuming his knee is is not you know as rumoured, then then that is it's a great shout. You know he's got seventeen goals and a pretty poor team, isn't he? So uh, and he's a very very similar type of player in both physique and you know and, and how he's been used at a Premier League level. So be very um, very keen on that one as well. But it's interesting to hear. Um, okay, we'll, we'll come to these tweets in a minute. I've got some forward word reviews to read out as well. Um, but let, let's just sort of round this off. Um, for me, I, I'd sum it up in terms of the positives. We had we had Suarez doing very well. Plenty of effort. No one had a particularly bad game for Palace. Um, you know, huge increase in possession stats. 
dominated a home game nicely as you'd expect. Just couldn't put the ball in the net, and that's where we come into the negatives. We weren't good enough to break down a really stubborn side. I thought we were poor from dead ball areas in both boxes. <laughs> I really, I nearly read out some, a very unpleasant word that I'd written when I did my notes yesterday about Tony Pulis. <laughs> stop, stop myself there. <laughs> nearly, <laughs> nearly embarrassing, but um, yeah. So that's that was, that was sort of my general views on it. Um, Albert, you said you had a point to make or something as we were. No, just as just. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but in my lifetime, ex-managers coming back to Palace for the first time. Steve Bruce with Birmingham drew. Dowie no, with no. Coventry drew. Warnock with QPR got torn a new one two 0 Freeman and Bolton drew, and now Pulis has done us over as well. There's a there's a real curse around um, so managers not, coming back for the first time. So we're not beating. It'll be interested to see how that works. Yeah. Only the first time. First time, he's right. Yeah, yeah. no, you're right. Look what we did to Hull last, last season or the season before where... No. Where, um, uh, we have an exceptional record against Steve Bruce. Um, did, uh, yeah. I think this 2-0 was the first time he'd ever beat us as a manager, This two, that 2-0 this season. Since yeah. he was our manager. <coughs> Excuse me. No, um, I'd be interested to see what happens with, with other sides. I was going to say, if you compare that to whether it's just us who has this bad bad luck against on their first return... It's always just us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you'd expect that um, managers returning to old teams, you know, for the first time, generally speaking, it's, it's potentially in the same season or, you know, within a, within a couple of months or so of them leaving so they'd have knowledge of that team and all that kind of stuff. So you'd expect statistically that to be the case. But I think if you look into it, it probably is all our, all us, just us. Yeah. But Chris, we- it's like the player that returns, for, you know, your player syndrome comes back and always scores a goal. So it's the same kind of thing, I bet. We have that. We could. It'd even be players that have never scored for us who come back and score against <laughs> exactly, us. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh dear, Mark Edwards. Calvin Andrews. Yeah, Cal- 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 yeah, Calvin ever plays against us. I'm not. I'm not going to that one. Um, <laughs> uh, if you had to, if you had to give a man of the match, who would you go for, guys? Start with you, Patrick. Oh, you you've gone first. Terrence. Oh, Terence, you took Damn my it. player. That's all right. I would definitely, yeah. I think Suarez, just based on the half that he played, uh, his, the way he got forward, his crosses were brilliant. I just thought he played a really good 45 minutes. So I would give it to Suarez. And I'm sure your reasoning is similar, Terence. <laughs> yeah. Um, he, yeah, just, if he would have played from the start, I think we would have probably broken down because he just, he was just so much more direct and got so many more deliveries into box links well with Balassi. And I think they were struggling to handle the two of them down that side. So another 45 minutes of that, I think, it might have been giving us what we needed. Yeah, I want to see. Um, I want to see him play as much as possible between now and the end of the season. Yep. Agreed. See, see what we're going to get from him. Albert. Uh, who do you think? Uh, Soiree. All right. <laughs> You're not going to. Uh, I won't even ask you reasons. Nick. <laughs> Zaha. Zaha. Good shout. Was that the noise I made earlier? That was. Yeah. Can we have that again? Bloody <laughs> hell. <laughs> 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 Sounds like you've been Pulist. Yeah, that is that is what happens when you get Pulist. Um, well, uh, do the noise and then do the Pulist laugh. Oh dear! Stop stop talking over each other. Come on. No Um, Pulist laugh ever on this show ever. Hate that so much. Zaha because of his trickery, and we're beginning to see the Zaha of old. Even slipped over down in the corner flag uh, near the away fans, stood up and still. Still made the uh, West Brom defence look ridiculous, um, and when he got the ball, he was he was very creative with it. I thought. 
Yeah, I was slipping over. Oh my god, all yeah. day long our players swift slipping over. And Alan Pardew even said in his pre-match that we're going to be playing on one of the best pitches in the Premier League. He's having a laugh, isn't he? Yeah, it's 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 awful the way it cuts up. And there was a lot again. The commentators were saying similar things in the. Um, I think Nick's just making a loud noise. I don't know if his washing machine turned on or something in the course of that. It's always good we get to hear Nick's household appliances during the course of the shows. Uh, but anyway, um, they were saying that you know you can quite often see when a player's trying to cross, particularly from the side of the the halfway side of the pitch, that their their standing foot's giving way as they're doing it, um, which is not helping. But um, on the on the flip side of that, what Nick was saying about Zaha, I was on um, Absolute Radio again. It's not not Ian right this time. I can't name drop that, but it's, it was Clark Carlisle and Ian Stone. I was talking to, and they were um, they were talking about Wilf, and they're saying that you know obviously a lot of attention's now on Wilf and Balassi and the defensive work that they're doing, and just how much that's improved. And I think Wilf, you know, for all the skills he did yesterday, the loudest ovation he got was for, for defending right in the right back position, you know, and sort of shepherding the ball out of play and then clearing it and winning a throw, sort of thing. You know, I, I think he, you know, that's it was it's great to see. It really is huge turnaround for him. <clears throat> anyway, I have just stopped talking and everything's gone rather quiet, but there we go. Um, last word on the game in terms of... Well, it's not really the game, it's in terms of um, what Alan Pardew said in, in, in his programme notes of wanting to experiment more. There was a bit of a reaction to that at the start of the show. What do we want to see? If he's, if he's set his stall out, he's going to change things up, he's going to experiment. What is it we want to see? I'll, I'll go through around you all. I'll start with you, Patrick. I'd like to see Soiree play as much as possible at left-back. I'd like to see um, Kelly uh, either partner Dan or Delaney, preferably Dan at centre-back. I'd like to see a couple of the kids get a run out, whether that be Boateng or, or I guess, Jake Gray. And I'd like to see, obviously, Lee Chung-Young and, and much play. So, you know, basically that would be what I'd want to see. Yeah, I noticed in um, some pictures from the training ground the other day that uh, Lee Chung-Young was, uh, was in training, so hopefully yes. we'll get to see him before the end of the season. Um, anything additional, Terence, you'd like to see? Um, I'm always going to be more for the youth side, so I'd quite like to see Boateng and Gray get a bit of a run out if that's possible. Mm. Okay. Yeah, that, uh, was, that, that was just really dull. Sorry. Yeah, it, it, it was. Yeah. <laughs> almost, right. almost okay, let's like, maybe, I don't know, to fit all of McJedley in, try Jednak at centre back. He's going to move back there eventually. Mm, good shout. Good shout. Um, I'd be interested to see. I don't know. Um, obviously, he's been offered a deal. Um, Egbo, Mandela Egbo. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All sorts of talk of him going, going elsewhere because he's, you know, and not signing that deal. But he's been offered a professional contract. I'd like to see us give him a, just give him a go right back. Be a shame to cut, you know, to, to take Joel Ward out of the team. Like maybe play him in midfield or something. But um, you know, but. But I just, yeah, maybe that's the sort of thing I'd like to see. Give, give that a try. Uh, Albert, anything that you'd like to see in terms of team experimentation? Uh, I think, uh, call me a, uh, a pessimist, but I think we should almost see what we can do without playing Balassi and Yedinak should the worst happen and You're they go in the summer. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but um, we need to see what we can do without, without those two. Oh, whether well, that's, whether they, that's, they whether that's useful. The same time, the yeah, we've done that already, exactly. Yeah, but we knew they were coming back after <laughs> <No>. that. <laughs> Good point. Um, Nick, are you there? Yes, I am here. Okay, it's been all sorts of noises um, and things coming. Yeah, I know. 
it's it's the kids going to bed noises and doors shutting and opening. That's why I've muted myself. I'd like to see us play without without Jedinak for the rest of the season because I've heard a little rumor that he doesn't get on with Pardew and he's on his way in the summer anyway. Did you but, hear? Um, did you hear that little rumor from the in the nose source that you gave us the other day? <laughs> yeah, who's who um, knows several people within the club, but I'm not going to go any further than that because right. no, it's, it, and um, I'd like to see. Um, Zaha play up front for a game. Yeah, okay. In the centre, up front. We've seen that. We saw that too. We saw that against Spurs, didn't we? Didn't work out. He has played centrally, yeah, yeah. This season. Right? Remember? Mm-hmm. And I'd like Williams to come in before the end of the season as well, just to see if he still cuts the mustard. I don't think, I think he's on loan to the end, isn't he? But um, he's not knowing getting a game for Ipswich at the moment, which is a shame. But we'll see how that goes. Um, all right, let's have some four-word reviews. And then we'll uh, then we'll have a roundup of um, Albert's quiz question earlier. Quiz question, Albert's. There's strange. no right answer to it. No, but we, I want to see what people think. There's plenty you... of wrong ones, I imagine. <laughs> yeah, there absolutely is. Yeah. Um, okay, so Andy has gone for know how City felt, reference to the way we beat Man City. Um, where is Gel's hat from Grant? That's uh, Nick's brother, because Gel lost his <laughs> lost his hat. Um, that doesn't make any sense. Uh, still love Super L from Rich Foster. Homestale Cravatics, um, which I we could talk about them in a little bit. Um, <laughs> early goal-shaped game. Um, and also uh, Andy Lucy has gone for, oh, five words, did you find a hat? You can't have five words. <laughs> <laughs> Greg, Greg's gone for, um, I go, we lose. So clearly you're not allowed to go to any more games, Greg. Um, and another Andy, Mr. May, has gone for. Oh, that's the same one, Know How City Fell. I did badly on that. I apologise, but I'm ill. Doug Tibbetts, poor result, move on. It's good Good to sum, sum that one up. Well done, Doug. Um, interesting. Right, so let's... Uh, you know what one out for, word reviews? I just spent the last 30 seconds thinking of one. All right, cool. TP for shit football. <laughs> well done. As in I've got one. Paper, you know where I'm going. <laughs> I do. Uh, yeah, it's good. Yeah, no, no. TP. You don't have to. If you have to explain it, Terence. Yeah, but I've ruined it. I've ruined it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Patrick, did you say you've got one as well? Yeah. Hate losing to Pulis. Hate losing. That is four words. Well done. Yeah, I counted. Before, before oh, I no, said it. It's just the way you said it. <laughs> Hate losing to, to Pulis. Pulis. Well yeah, I counted. Okay, here are the suggestions for if pu- being pewless was a sex act, <laughs> what would it be? Peggy uh, 18. <laughs> fantastic, fantastic work, Mikey. Well done. Uh, Lu- Lucy, Lucy has gone for builds up momentum and then stops 48 seconds before the end. Cracking effort. <laughs> Homestyle Cravatics have gone for stubborn resistance, lack of penetration that just leaves you frustrated. Oh, just, boy. just wearing ice white trainers and baseball cap. I don't. I'm, that got, that got weird. Um, <laughs> there's an answer to something else um, that almost fits as well. Sham in behind. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> um, Tim Hewitt has gone for uh, pump one in early. Pump one in them early, then sit back. We have a winner. Um, Andy Sparrow has gone for concentrate entirely on rear card action and then bang one in when least expected. (laughs) (laughs) 
So well done for all of those. If you want to send us to them, send them to us during the week, you can use holradio.net forward slash contact to do to that. And maybe we'll have a roundup next week as well. Albert, you've got one of your own, have you? Yeah, one big one up top and six at the back. It may not look impressive, but it's what he does with it that counts. That's <laughs> and you said with a said with the air of a man who's had to make that excuse before as well. There, <laughs> just just resigned. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. All right. I think um, I think you know. Leave it. There. Good, Nick. You said um. You wanted to say something, didn't you? Yeah. No. I was just you. You're ignoring me in the chat. I was just going to say, just wear a cap to avoid pregnancy. Something like that. Can I just say congratulations to Bromley? Mm. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Good chat. Congratulations uh, to Bromley. Well done. They've uh, they've steamed that division. I had to pop down there after after the Palace game last night because my son was at a party and then I had to pick him up again and they were still partying at the good old for the hour of nine o'clock. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. No, winning the conference south was great achievement for them. Um I hope they do well next season as well, be keeping as as strong eye on their results. Uh, good good club. Um, oh yeah, I do want a quick mention for the Homestead Cravatics. Thank you, uh, thanks for joining in today, guys. If you don't know what they are, they they've got a lot of stick on the BBS. I noticed, seemed a bit mean. But, yeah, people. Wait, somebody land. got stick on the BBS. Yeah, I know, strange, isn't it? It's almost. I think you have to apply to the um, BBS joke police to see if your joke is that is allowed to be funny, or if um, if perhaps you're 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 just an embarrassment. <laughs> So I think that perhaps they didn't go through the correct channels and so on and so forth. But Could someone please explain to me what the Homesdale Cravatics are, please? Uh, do you know cravats? <laughs> yes. There you go. You know what that, they are. If you yes. <laughs> Imagine you were to wear one to a game. You would uh, yes. potentially be a member of the Homesdale Cravatics. They, they've got an HC15 flag as well. It's very funny. Listen, it's good enough for me. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> I got the feeling you'd love a cravat, actually, Albert. It's just you got that kind of a vibe. I, I said I I I haven't got one. I've got a I've got a silk scarf. Does that count? Yeah, <laughs> sweet. If one um, anyway, when, um, when does a silk scarf become a cravat? I think we need an expert. I don't know when does a silk scarf become a cravat. <laughs> When it's been pulled, I don't know. I don't no, 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 no. <laughs> no. I use I, I use it to clean up after I've been pulled. <laughs> yeah, well, I think we got end the show, end the show there. Actually, um, yeah, brilliant. All right, cheers, guys. Well, thank you very much for listening. Uh, thank you to Mikey for producing, to Patrick, Albert, Terence, and Nick. Uh, and we'll be back next Sunday at eight pm. Well, hopefully, I'll sound better. Cheers, bye. Good night. <laughs> It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.